We also need to have laws against advocating violence. Anti-Semitism isn't just a Jewish issue. It isn't a left or right issue. It is a societal issue. My government pledges to embrace the definition of anti-Semitism adopted by the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance. An opportunity uh, to engage with the Jewish community. Social media has become the most toxic amplifier. The Australian Jewish community and its representative bodies stand with Israel. A recent report from the Executive Council of Australian Jury. Executive Council of Australian Jury. The Executive Council of Australian Jury. Executive Council of Australian Jury. Welcome to the Executive Council of Australian Jury's Jewish World podcast, where we review current affairs and major events affecting Australia and world Jury by speaking with leading advocates for Israel and the Jewish people. My name is Alyssa and I am part of the Executive Council of Australian Jury team and I am your host today. March is Women's History Month, where governments, organisations and individuals across the globe highlight the contributions of women to events in history and contemporary society. It's important that in our community and beyond, we don't just speak about the contributions of women during the month of March, but these conversations must be had throughout the year. Female participation and leadership in our community is so important, which is why I am so privileged to be joined by our guest today, Gillian Siegel, the President of the Executive Council of Australian Jury, to chat about where our community is at in regards to gender equality and where we should be moving towards. Gillian has held executive and non-executive positions in a variety of Australian corporations and across the financial sector. She's a fellow of the Institute of Company Directors, a member of the Harvard Club of Australia, a member of Chief Executive Women and founding co-chair of Women Corporate Directors, the Australian chapter. She is also a member of the Council of the Order of Australia. After completing her master's at Harvard Law School and working in a New York law firm, Gillian returned to Sydney to become a senior associate and later a partner at Allen Allen and Hemsley in the corporate and environment fields. She then went on to become a commissioner and later deputy chair of the Australian Securities and Investments Commission. After completion of her five-year term, she was a review member of the Dawson Review into the Trade Practices Act. In 2003, she set out to pursue a non-executive career and has held a range of corporate and government advisory board positions since then. Gillian champions female leadership and empowerment within our community and across the corporate sector. Gillian, thank you so much for coming and having a chat with me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. I think this is such an important occasion to celebrate and also to discuss the importance of. Incredible. So before we jump into the questions, I was wondering if you could give us a little bit of background into your experience and journey in the corporate world, but also within the community and whether you faced any challenges based on your gender. Well, you know, it is a hard thing sometimes to reflect back on the challenges because one tends to always remember the good things, but I think there have been lots of challenges. I started life as a lawyer um, and uh, um, worked at a law firm at the time called Allen, Allen and Hemsley. Mm. Um, and I was fortunate enough to take some time off and then go and study overseas at Harvard um, in terms of a master's degree and then come back and make my way up the ladder at Allen's um, into a partner position. Um, and I think that, um, in a sense, my gender at that point was more of a novelty because they didn't have, uh, I was the second female partner and they didn't, didn't have any young female partners. 
So that was an advantage in some sense that they were very keen to have their first young female partner. And so I had a reasonable journey to partnership. But then when I was a partner, um, I had the temerity to seek maternity leave because I, I um, was pregnant. Um, and they never had anyone take maternity leave. I was the first. And that was a challenge. I had to write my own maternity leave policy. And uh, of course, was not generous enough with myself. But the problem came when, in addition to maternity leave, um, after two children, I wanted to take my contractual sabbatical. And that was a problem because I'd already taken maternity leave and they saw maternity leave as a holiday. And for anyone who's had children, you know that period is not a holiday. So that was a challenge. Um, and um, so that was sort of the first hurdle uh, in my first employment situation to understand that it wasn't normal. And that has all changed. Fortunately, law firms now are very keen to not only have women partners and promote them, but make work uh, as flexible as possible. But that wasn't the case in my time. And the only way I could um, have part-time or flexible work was in fact to take a non-traditional role as staff partner, which was very uh, different, um, but I, I value uh, that experience because it gave me great experience in hiring people and helping young people on their journey, which I've used in lots of other positions. Um, so then after, after the law firm, I left and I went to ASIC um, as deputy chair regulator, which was a fascinating time. And I didn't find um, indeed uh, discrimination there, but I found an absence of women. There had not been many women hired. So during my period of five years there, we hired a lot of women and some of whom I'm very pleased to say are still there. So the numbers did come up, although they, they weren't maintained. Um, and then after that, I, I embarked on a non-executive director career. And again, I think um, I experienced many challenges around the board table where um, initially one of my major boards, I was the only woman on the board of 12, uh, 11 men and me. And that can be very intimidating. Um, and I've always been a very strong advocate for women. And I certainly pushed for more women directors, um, more women uh, as senior managers. And, you know, the time has moved along with us. Um, on the board of ASX, I was able to push for gender um, targets through uh, the corporate governance guidelines, which are still there and which I think has brought huge change to the listed companies area, where now all companies have gender targets, all companies are worried if they don't have a certain number, perhaps 40% of women on the board. Um, and I think we've seen a change in the whole landscape, but that's been my journey. Thank you so much. And one of the things that you touched on really sticks out to me is the importance of that representation. As you mentioned, when you were young and you were coming into this world, there weren't many women around you to look up to and kind of take inspiration from. But I can speak from my own personal experience here. When I look at youth organizations, both within our community, but also outside of it, young women are really at the forefront and they're stepping up for leadership positions and they're wanting to make change in their spaces. How do you think we can continue to ensure involvement in the community for these young women as they get older? Well, I think it's very true that you cannot be what you cannot see. So it's very important to have role models. Um, and I think that the Jewish community is no different to any other community. We need to have the organizations in the community, the structures in the community, whether they are 
long-standing structures or new entities um, to follow the, the, the listing mold, the, the, the way in which ASX managed to do this and require all organisations to have targets, have policies, a, a gender equality policy, and to set targets. Um, now, obviously, we're talking about diversity more broadly, but I think we should start with women. And with more women, you'll get broader diversity of age and background, and then you can start focusing on other areas of diversity. But I think that one needs to have targets, but they can be self-directed, self-determined uh, and targets which suit the organisation. It's not one size fits all. Um, an organisation with 11 people around a board table might want to have more women. An organisation with four people around the board table uh, might be satisfied with a smaller number. Percentages can be similar, but it's a different attitude. So each organisation should set their own targets and then they should disclose them publicly, uh, their, their progress against those targets. And I know that the JCA uh, has got this firmly on their agenda uh, to focus in on their uh, constituent organisations coming up with their own targets and then reporting against them. And that just will mean more women coming in to leadership roles. And I think that's how we ensure long-term sustainability of women engaged, being engaged and having opportunities if they don't have to feel, well, I'm the only one. I'm uh, very excited, very engaged, but I haven't been promoted. I think there needs to be actual targets for board roles and for management roles. It's all really, really great to hear, and I completely agree. You can't see what you can't see, and to see that our community and society more broadly is moving towards a place where there's targets and we're trying to get more women into these positions as a young yeah. woman is really, really great. And, and I think we need transparency about the targets and about progress. It's not a secret matter and it's not a matter of judging, but I think there needs to be progress by each organisation against their targets. Sometimes it will be fast progress and sometimes it will be slow progress. And obviously in terms of um, understanding the needs of the organisation, the organisation itself is best placed, but it needs to do it on uh, a formal basis of something like a skills matrix. Um, look at the skills needed on the board, obviously look at the skills needed in management and find the right female with those skills. Uh, and if there isn't a female, well, put in a male, but look really hard because you've still got to fulfill the target to the best of one's ability. I think that's really, as again, as I said before, but as a young person to hear that these things are happening within the community more broadly is really exciting. I think specifically when we're looking at the Jewish community, how do you think our community can better support gender equality within our internal spaces, but also within our involvement with the broader Australian community? Well, I think, um, as I said, I think that the organisations in the community need to set targets and fulfil them. Um, you know, horses for courses, but but be quite focused on it. Um, I think that in our public facing, uh, so many of our events um, focus on or uh, eventually have as speakers males. Mm -hmm. um, Yom Hatzmoud, for example, has been a case in point. Um, and I think we need to have a very close uh, eye on our representation at public events and almost take uh, the gender pledge or the pledge where no organisation will put up a panel, will put up uh, a group of speakers for an event, a public event, whether it's a seminar, whether it's a book launch, whether it's 
uh, a, a big um, event like Yom Hatzmor, whether it's Yom HaShoah commemorations, without female speakers. And we need to present a balanced, a diverse lens to or representation to the non-Jewish community. And on that point, our community itself, the Jewish community, is diverse. And by showing that to the public, we're only amplifying the incredible diversity of our community, which is something that's also really yeah, important. Yeah, but I think, you know, um, the work has to be done behind the scenes in encouraging women to put their hand up for roles. We need to help organisations with tools to understand um, unconscious bias and making sure that they are indeed recruiting uh, females. And uh, we need to support them in their roles. And these days, I think post-COVID or through COVID, uh, we have much more acceptance of flexibility, flexible work. So that allows more women with family responsibilities to come in to leadership roles, um, and including working from home or including working different hours. So all that, I think, are, are positives, uh, but we need the will. Uh, and we need, I think, transparency in terms of agreeing that we're not going to put up all male speakers all male panels because that is just unacceptable in this day and age completely agree and as a young person and I can say for myself that often and I look at some of my friends and we're wanting to be involved in the community we're wanting to engage we don't see many female leaders on the events speaking at events representing the community publicly and I was wondering outside of targets and um, everything you were speaking about before is there anything you think the Jewish community can be doing to empower and ensure that young females in the community have the skills to go into leadership positions? Well um, you know there is this organization the Observership Program uh, and I think that a lot of uh, young people there's a, a number of places for Jewish and then there are places for non-Jewish. I think an organization like that helps uh, where one has the opportunity to sit in on organizations, to be on boards, but also to have sessions to talk about director duties, responsibilities, um, uh, you know, a little bit of training. There's also a network uh, provided of other young people. And I think uh, that's that sort of support for young people is necessary. You can't just expect a young person to step up given the opportunity and step up on a board and uh, be treated as an equal and, and uh, uh, understand all the issues. I think uh, life experience, of course, does count, but one can substitute for some of that life experience through workshops and through a focus on understanding duties uh, in leadership roles. It might be director duties or other obligations or requirements of the law or the issues uh, that uh, confront the organization. So there needs to be quite a lot of uh, education, networking, and indeed mentoring or coaching, I think it's very important. Uh, or some people call it sponsoring because you're actually promoting that person. But I do think having a mentor uh, outside the organization, specifically for young people stepping up to leadership roles is very helpful to help them navigate uh, the, some of the challenges that the mentor might have seen before and can can advise in relation to. We shouldn't just expect people to step up, um, give them the opportunity and say, right now you're on your own, succeed or fail. We don't want failure. We want people to be supported and helped. And, and having a mentor, I think, is the best thing that uh, young people, uh, new leaders, even CEOs can have because it can be very lonely in leadership roles and you need people to talk to and counsel you about. 
I think all of that is really important, a really important message to send for young people more broadly, but especially for young women, based on what we were talking about, representation. Yeah, and but it's important people. that it's not just the women who are mentored. Yeah. It is it is everyone. We're not saying they are less capable or less ambitious or uh, less experienced, but we want to make sure that when they get into those positions that they succeed. So true, and it's really important. And on that note, everything you've spoken about, is suggesting that we're moving in a really positive direction for gender equality within our community and society more broadly. But where do you see the future of gender representation and women in leadership positions in the Jewish community? Well, I think that it's a big journey for um, for Jewish community, even more so than the general community, because we have a part of the community, the religious part of the the, the thinking of the community where men have and women have different roles. So I think we need to work extra hard in our community to ensure women step up and are given the opportunity for leadership roles because that's the only way that their perspectives, uh, female perspectives, can actually shine through. Um, so I, I, I think um, uh, the future uh, is bright in the sense that we're heading in the right direction but I think we've got a long way to go and we have to keep a focus on it. We should not let go of uh, this as a main agenda item for all organisations. And it's gender and it's youth and it's the two of them coming together. I think that's, for me as well, it's very special and important to hear. But more broadly, the, the idea of keeping this topic on the agenda and having people speaking about this, whether they're in their personal spaces or at a board level, organization level is really important. And I want to thank you so much for all your work in this space and everything you've done for the community and Australian society more broadly in all the work you've done, but especially in this area about ensuring that women feel empowered and young people feel empowered to take on the roles that they want to and they have the support to do that. So Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. You know, I've been passionate about women and promoting women since I was the uh, first membership of the Women Lawyers Association <laughs> and I, uh, my very first job. Um, and there were not very many women uh, around. So I, I, I am thrilled with the progress we've made, but definitely not satisfied. And I think um, eternal vigilance is what we need. We need to keep going on the topic. And keep talking about it. And keep talking about it. Keep emphasising and, uh, and I do think that disclosure as to where we are up to, where organisations are up to is key. That honesty and transparency as well, because that's the only yeah. way we can actually address it. But thank you so much. My Lillian. pleasure and um, happy International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day. Thank you so much for listening to The Jewish World. Make sure to subscribe and follow the Executive Council of Australian Jury on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or TikTok to stay up to date.